0: Listening to a four by four radio network podcast. Podcasting since
1: 2010.
2: Tell, 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 tell. Who is it a call 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 call. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call. It's the Jeep Talk Show, call-in show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you so call in now. Just make the call. Good call. That's one for
0: now. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 36 of the Jeep Talk Colin Show, a live Colin Show. Some shows it's all about you, the listener and your Jeep experiences and sometimes Tony and I have a guest. Well, tonight we have a a guest and that's Scott who operates Northeast Off-Road Adventures Incorporated, a low-speed off-road driving school with a training facility located in the Catskill Mountains in Ellenville, New York. We're going to chat with Scott in a little bit, then open up the phone lines to give you a chance to call in so you can ask them questions. So, in just a little bit, you can give us a call, and that number is 302-202-1110, and enter in the code two one I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeepmama.com, here on the East Coast. And joining me every Tuesday night from the Jeep Talk headquarters is Tony and Tony, we have something a little new tonight. I thought maybe you'd want to share with our, our listeners.
1: Yep, yep. It's uh, it's one of those things that the, the, the new kids, the big TV shows, the the news shows that you see, uh, they, uh, they, they're trying to get in with that young crowd. They're trying to get in with the Twitter. And uh, I, uh, I just happened to find out through uh, rebuilding everything several times here on my computer that we have the ability to be like one of those uh, fancy uh, news stations we can uh, put – the the tweets up on the screen which is what we're doing and if you would like to uh, tweet to the show and see it uh, on on your screen if you're watching us on YouTube uh, or if uh, you're watching the recorded YouTube or just watching it later just uh, send a tweet to at Jeep talk show and watch the screen you'll see them popping up you'll see them popping up popping up all night as long as it uh, something doesn't catch on fire here so uh, Tammy I, I have an issue with your introduction the the show is always about them. It's always about them. And and this happens to be that uh, them is Scott tonight, right?
0: Cause, right. Well, exactly. Yeah,
1: without without our inner without uh, our our guests, we wouldn't have a show without our uh, our viewers and the people that call in, uh, our listeners, we wouldn't have a show. So it's always about them, Tammy. I stand corrected. Oh, come on, fight with me. <laughs> this is no fun. Red
0: no. Yeah, really. No. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> well, uh if uh, if we don't have anything more to uh uh dish out to the audience,
2: let's uh let's get Scott going here.
0: Hey Scott, you're on the air. How are you doing?
2: Hey Tammy and Tony. Thank you uh thank you so much guys for uh for having me on your uh, your show this evening.
1: Now, I have to apologize oh. to Scott. Uh, Scott was trying to ask us questions about how things worked, and, uh, I was busy with getting the show together, and, uh, we didn't, uh, Tammy told him a little bit about things, how, how things worked. So unfortunately, Scott, you're gonna learn uh, on the job, so to speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excellent, I love to be able to improvise
1: It, it really is just a conversation though, and uh you, you know with you throw in a bunch of electronics and uh it's like a big fancy phone, so don't worry about it just uh just go with it and uh, don't don't worry about it. I think you'll find that when we're all done and said and done, you go, well, that was easy.
0: yeah, that's usually what everybody does
1: cool, all right, uh Scott, so let's start a little bit about you let's uh where are you located? How'd you come up with this idea?
2: Um well we're we're located in Ellenville, New York, um by the Shawangunk Mountains, uh by the uh, in the Catskills. And uh it's about 90 minutes north of New York. Um you know, so I'm uh, I'm an engineer, uh you know, an engineering geek, constantly behind a desk uh over the years designed robots, worked on military applications, Ooh. wound up um going onto Wall Street writing portfolio income, fixed income portfolio analysis, and then landing at a financial media company. So all the stuff that I do is pretty much sitting down. And over the years, um, you know, I was just uh, not, not too active. Um, I had a, uh, a Jeep, uh, a TJ, 2002. And uh, maybe it was a, a Jeep thing, but the thing um, leaked quite a bit. I just drove <laughs> it back and forth to the train station, and uh, I was going to get rid of it. And my oldest son had said, hey, uh, Dad, before you get rid of it, why don't we try taking it off-road? It was back in 2007 um so i said to try, try i went over and we uh, went to paragon on a jeep jamboree and it was amazing uh you know we got <laughs> stuck all the time with this little stock jeep while all these other bigger rigs are going going around and you know going places where we couldn't but it was amazing and then um you know got back and i said yeah I want to a little bit so we got uh, my son and i um you know we bigger tires, and realized, okay, well, I want to put on 33s, but in order to do that, I've got to lift up the suspension a bit and then correct the drivetrain and learning, learning, learning about it. Uh, Later on that year, uh, did another Jeep jam in the Catskill Mountains. Didn't get stuck, and uh, it was just, it was awesome. It was a great feeling, Um, and then I was bit. Uh, I joined up with the Hudson Valley Four-Wheelers, which is a great, great local club in uh, Hudson Valley, um, within a year, I was uh, sub, uh, club secretary and officer and just kept going out as often as I could, uh, once, twice a month with the club members and just learned a lot from these guys. I mean, they were they were just amazing. Um, you know, over time, I, I started uh, helping some of the newbies that came in with stock vehicles and, and helping them, and I thought, you know, this would be a really cool business model. How, how neat would that be to go out and, um, you know, Share my passion of off-road driving and mentoring, and you know, with others. And uh, before you know it, in um, 2011, uh, put together a, uh, a business plan, got together with some uh, some really talented guys from the club, uh, and um, you know, put together um, what became Northeast Off-Road Adventures. Uh, purchased land, and uh, it was it was quite a quite a ride, though, because um, you know, believe it or not. Um people don't necessarily want off road driving schools in their backyard. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um that's, yeah. It's so like that a was, gun uh, range. A they don't like challenge.
1: gun ranges in their backyard either.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So um, you know, we uh we purchased sixty eight acres of land. Um and um, you know, before we could even build any trails we had to go before the uh the planning board. And uh I'll never forget that that first meeting that we went you know, members thought it was sounded like a pretty cool idea and um, you know, it was okay and then, you know, uh, I was working with the building inspector, with the town, and um, you know, the uh, following month we were ready for a public hearing and we wound up hitting organized opposition. And uh and that was really, really tough, let me tell you. Um that actually took a, a couple of years wow. to get past. And um a lot of uh a lot of issues with that. Um, you know, folks really considered us not a school, but, um, you know, just folks that were trying to open up an off-road park, which is not what we are, right? We're educators. Um, So it took a while um, and a couple of lawsuits, a lot of money. Um, You know, this is my my dream and passion. And uh, we won all of the lawsuits. And um, then January 15th, 2013, we were approved. um, And we had to start the construction on the facility and uh, later on, you know, we, we had some great help from, from local folks, and then later on, we uh, we opened um, in 2014, and it's been a tremendous, awesome ride ever since.
0: Tony, I have one of those letters um, that Scott sent me, one of the opposition letters. Um, I just want to quick read oh, a blurb. Oh, please do, yeah. It says, imagine you stumble out, this is from a homeowner, imagine you stumble out onto your deck on a beautiful, quiet Saturday morning, your cup of coffee clutched in hand, your kids are already on the swing set, your husband is reading the paper, the dog is digging in the garden again, you smell the fumes before you hear it, but then you hear it and you see the puffs of dust on the horizon, then they come. You see a single file line of 13 Jeeps, engines revving and straining. They're drivers intentionally encountering boulders and logs in an effort to learn maneuvers and to manage terrain that they will probably never encounter anywhere else. They hear grinding gears and blowing out tires accelerating over boulders and logs. They are a stone's throw away from your backyard. To me, that would be an amazing <laughs> It's just sight. exciting.
1: I want to get out there with them now. Right. I'm like, I want to go. But obviously,
0: this was one of the oppositions that Scott faced. But when she read that, I'm like… That just made me smile when I read that because I'm like, that's such a great site. Well, they just don't get it. They, they, I, no. I understand
1: the concern, but they they just don't get it. And um, I just don't know. I don't know. I think I'd set up a webcam and uh, stream it live from my backyard, frankly. Right.
2: <laughs> so yeah. was that, it it was, was, that t- it was tough, guys. It was really, really tough. Oh, it uh, sounds sure. like it. You really it, had you to know. have a
1: passion to stick with it. Now let me ask you really quick, was that yeah. indicative of most of the opposition that you ran across? People just didn't want to be bothered with uh, smells and noises.
2: Um so the organized opposition we had was really a couple of people. Um, and they they had certain reasons that they were doing this and basically targeting um, us in our off road school. I learned later on um I, I have to tell you the town was great the, um, the the board members were great, but you know at these public hearings, if you get a couple of people that go in and they want to um, you know identify things like you know some some folks came in saying that they sold the wood the wood turtle on our property oh, okay? no. and it 's like you got to be kidding me and they 're <laughs> saying oh the wood turtle 's endangered so there you go. I've got to hire a uh, environmental engineer to go out and certify Jeez. that we don't have wood turtles or any other endangered species on the property, and it's a it's a money draining technique. Of course, um, you, you know, and and yeah, it, it normally would work, but um, you know. So anyway, they there there were reasons for it that they were doing it, um, and then after we won and people actually saw what fact that um, you know we're not about you know we're, we're teaching. Proper technique. We're teaching environmental responsibility. Um, we're teaching people to enjoy and have fun responsibly. Their their vehicles that they spend a lot of money on. Yeah. Um, and then we wind up doing the charity work with the town, helping out the food bank, the fire department. Um, you know the, uh, the 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 various fundraisers working with um, you know the uh, Spectrum Services for autism and, and other stuff. And then over time, people really got to see who we are. And I have to tell you, the town people are amazing now, All right, And it, it wasn't really, it wasn't the town, the locals. It was a couple of people that had their own things that they were trying to, to do, their, you know, their own agendas. But um, the town is amazing. They're great. They're very, very supportive now. We've trained uh, over 800 people, Um and, uh, you know, we, uh, we we're really excited about uh, our expansion plans. Uh, we're putting up a new uh, training center with uh, three big classrooms. Um, we just uh, worked out a, uh, a deal with Hunter Mountain Ski Resort, where we will be uh, offering tours of Hunter Mountain as well as uh, events. Um, we worked closely with them over the past several years, built a great relationship with them, uh, for their own 4x4 tours where we uh, provided guides and, uh, and training to them. And it's just a first-class operation. The, the people are, are wonderful and very, very supportive. So, um, you know, there's a lot of cool things going on. And uh, the Northeast needs it. The Northeast definitely needs more places to wheel and to learn and to enjoy our, our vehicles.
0: So, hey, And I know uh, I was going to say... Um- You've trained a lot of people. Can you name at least one or two that are pretty famous people that you've trained? (laughs) Um,
2: Besides, besides so so we, um, we've, uh, we've trained um, very recently. So back in, I guess it was February. um, There's an event called the Gazelle rally. It's held by a company that's based in France and they've been holding it for 27 years. It's an amazing, amazing event. And, Um, It's for women only. There's uh, 300 women. They're in um, uh, two women teams. So there's 150 teams. And they navigate with map and compass only. Okay, so there's no GPS. And they're going through the deserts and the mountains in Morocco for eight days. And it's also a humanitarian aid um, event because as uh, they're going from checkpoint to checkpoint over the course of these eight days... They also bring along doctors and, um, you know, it's a, a nice uh, humanitarian effort where, you know, they're setting up and helping the village people, uh, the local folks as well. So it's just a fabulous event. So they contacted us um, back, I guess it was in February of uh, of this year. And uh, they said they had a couple of VIPs that they wanted to know if we could train uh, and get to train pretty quick because they were going to uh, attend the uh, event. So we, um, We got to train Kiara Chaplin, who is a British actress and model, um, and also uh, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. And uh, we we worked with her, and a phenomenal lady, really, really down to earth. Um, You know, we had her changing attire, and the the cool thing was, you know, Kiara came to us, and she she told me, you know, I asked, did you ever drive off-road? She said, no. Um, and it's like, oh, okay. And then she says, by the way, um, last time I drove was four years ago. And that was through a McDonald's parking lot. I'm like, okay. Jeez. How about before then? And, you know, apparently when she was living in L.A., she sold her car. And that was the last time she really drove, which was 11 years ago. So we started out by just building her confidence, driving through the Hudson Valley, putting on 100 miles um, on uh, on our Jeep, um, and, uh, you know, started training her up on, you know the theory behind four wheel drive systems how they operate different terrain what to expect um we had actually arranged an interview um with uh, a Gazelle rally participant um who was you know it was it was great um she was wonderful this woman Amy and uh you know we wound up um you know training her over at Nora uh, our Ellenville facility and uh you know Kiara and uh, her her partner who um You know, her her driver, co-driving partner, who was a, um, this woman, Cindy, who was actually uh, a Miss France. Uh, Out of 150 teams, they came in sixth place, which was just awesome. Uh, Great organization, great event. Um, You know, if you have an opportunity to check it out, uh, the, uh, the Gazelle Rally, it's fabulous.
1: Excellent. Oh uh you know one of the th- the things I love starting with and, and we just got so enthralled in what you were telling us, and uh i hadn't had a chance to ask yet you mentioned your jeep did you did you mention which one it was, and of course most importantly what the color is
0: oh jeez <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure sure so um so uh, it all started with the two thousand two uh jeep wrangler sahara okay um which uh you know, over the course of time it has grown significantly. So now, you know, while while it only had a Dana forty four in the back and you know a thirty up front, now it's got forty fours front and rear. Good. Uh it's on thirty fives, it's got a long arm lift. That that's the TJ that started this all. Um we also have a two thousand and twelve Rubicon uh unlimited, uh which is also a great great vehicle. We also have um two um, uh, WJ's. We have a uh, 2003 Grand Cherokee, which um, has a little lift in it and uh, is running some uh, some pretty cool um, BF Goodrich tires on that. And we also have a 2004 as well. Um, and those are uh, rentals that we have over at the school. And uh, that's four. We also have another one. Uh, we have a, a mall crawler, a uh, 2010 Patriot which uh someday I'll give you other stories about that one stuck in the <laughs> woods that my daughter took it where it should not have
1: gone. Ah, well, she's got the right idea though. So, uh how, how do you how do you like the Grand Cherokees uh, uh compared to the, you know, like the TJ and the JK? Um,
2: you know, uh, first first of all, the the JK is amazing, okay? The um the ability to have lockers and uh the sway bar disconnect is really cool. We Actually, in our beginner class, we don't let our students use those. We really want them to <laughs> yeah. just get the feel for driving the uh, the rigs as they are. Right. Um, but uh, the WJs, two thousand two, two thousand three, you know, solid axle, very comfortable and very capable vehicles as well. Um, you know, I have to say, I'm really impressed with those vehicles. They really um, they're they're workhorses for us, and they're also really comfortable on the you know, the road. They're as a as a um, rig. They're really pretty inexpensive these days. You can get the WJs, you know, probably in the three to four thousand dollar range for one that's in pretty good shape. Um, you know, we've got them one hundred and fifty thousand miles, and um, you know, they're they're solid as long as they just keep changing the oils and uh, you know, maintaining them. They, those things just keep going. Uh,
1: are you running the 4- and it's
2: silver, by the way, silver and white.
1: There you go. So, are you running the four in those, or is it the the V eight? What is it? Four point seven
2: we're we're running the uh, the V8s in both of those um you know deciding that um you know when looking for these vehicles since we knew that they were going to be student vehicles we decided to uh, to go with the bigger engines um, right you know just because they're going to last i i think that the V8s are going to last longer than something that's has uh, been in a, a six
1: well the 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 V8s can be problematic compared to the the 4.0 which is uh you know the the workhorse that goes 300,000 miles fairly routinely so that's that's the reason why I was asking. I was curious if you had had any issues, but based on what you're just saying, it sounds like you're not having any issues with those V8s at all. Um, and also, too, no, not at all. I don't want really to get all. too technical here, but on the the grands, uh, I think they have the uh, uh, the NV uh, two two forty nine uh, transfer case. Have you had any issues with uh, with that compared to like the two thirty one or even the 242s? s?
2: No have had no issues at all. I mean, those WJ's are four-wheel drive vehicles all the time. Um, so when engaging the transfer case um or when engaging it into four low, you know, it's uh, it's readjusting the gear ratios. Right. But we've really had no no issues with the WJ's. Um, I've had no issues with the drivetrain for uh, the uh, the TJ nor the JK. Um I mean, one of the things was I waited for the 2012 um for the um, you know, I didn't want to get one of what they call the the minivan engines. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I waited for the Penic, uh, you know, right. You
2: know, star Right. star 3.6. Uh huh. Um, you know, and uh, that thing when it came out, you know, plenty of power. Um, you know, and uh, it's not burning any oil. Um, you know, and we've had uh, I guess I've got about almost eighty thousand miles on that one, and uh, we uh, we use that one on the trails quite a bit. I mean, one of the important things to do. Also, people may not know this, but uh, you know when you start going off-roading a little bit more, you want to also um, change out your fluids in the transfer case, change out your differential fluids as well. I actually had in that in that JK, um, we were getting some noise on the trails uh, when when making turns, and it it was binding a little bit. So uh, you know, changed out the diff fluid, and that definitely helped out. Big big difference, and that was done at about fifty thousand
0: miles. So, S- S- Scott, back to the the driving school, what do you offer there for people out with Jeeps or any off-road vehicle for that matter?
2: Sure. So, so the first thing is that our driving school is vehicle agnostic, okay? We've had um, anything from, um, you know, Tacomas, Toyotas, uh, FJ Cruisers. We've had um, uh, Land Rovers out there as well. We've had... Uh, Ford, F-150s. Um, we've had Mercedes G-Wagons out there, too. So we offer a couple of different things. We offer public classes um, where we can give you what we call the beginner class or advanced skills training. Um, it might include uh, uh, how to properly use a winch and the proper connections, how to use a high-lift jack, vehicle extraction from sand, um, you know, beach driving. So we go over the, the fundamentals. Um, uh, John makes is vice president of NORA, and I are both by. Uh
1: oh, um, Scott, we're kind of we're kind of losing you. We're kind of losing you. If you're on a a cell
0: phone, you're in a bad position.
2: Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can.
0: Oh, yep, can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you now.
2: Okay, um, I'm actually not on a cell phone. I'm on a landline, but it's a wireless landline, so I just transferred to a different phone. Oh, a different perfect. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. I bet it's you the on, battery was on a cell phone. The battery was probably running down. It sounds like you know when you get in the wrong spot with a cell phone, it gets it starts getting choppy. That's kind of what we were getting here. But,
2: you, sure. but you're back sure. now. So um w- Yep, uh, so what I was saying, uh, Tony is um, uh, John Mapes and I. Um John is um also uh, co-owner of Northeast Off-Road Adventures. We're both I four wdta International Four Wheel Drive Trainers Association certified. Um, and that's, um, it's not, it's a pretty hefty thing to get. Um, it's, uh, I worked the hardest in my life, uh, to, uh, to earn that certification, which really goes through all the different principles of, uh, mechanics of, uh, four wheel drive systems, how to drive on terrain, um, vehicle recovery, safety techniques, even principles of adult education. So, Going with I4WDTA, um, you're you're finding folks that are certified at a certain level to really educate people um, about uh, about their vehicles, the environment, and four-wheel drive uh, training. Um, So we also offer group events. Uh, We do corporate outings. Um, We also, um, as I said before, we're doing events at Hunter Mountain. We just launched the Nora Adventure Club. Uh, A lot of people that we've trained come back three, four times, and then they're asking, "What else can you do?" So. Uh, we've set up this adventure club, and uh, we have a couple of dates scheduled for Roush Creek. Uh, so uh, adventure club members will come with us out there. Uh, we do night driving in Ellenville, barbecues, campouts. Um, we also uh, uh, will do other drives to other locations and go for a hike around Lake Minnewaska or, or some other things. So we're really excited about that. Um, one other thing that we've done, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's another company that we started uh, a year ago with partners down in North Carolina. It's called Path Less Travelled, and that's an off-road events company. and we actually do um, uh, competitions as well. So we have one event that's that is pretty well received. It's called the thirty six Hours of Uari. Um, it's a uh, military-themed competitive event uh, where um, two-person teams, and we've had, um, y- you know, guys or husband and wives or women teams. Um, you know, Charlene Bauer um, from Bauer Media was uh, par- a participant last year, um, and they uh, they compete. You know, we had Casey Curry there as well, and uh, it's an awesome competition with these different missions. Um, we're doing it again in August. It's getting bigger than it was last year. Um, so, uh, these are, you know, it's not just about the off-road driving school, which was certainly the core, but we're expanding out to incorporate other cool off-road adventure events.
1: So I have to, I have to, uh, think that it's, it's, this is being, I guess, much like, uh, teaching any, anything to anyone. There's that, that moment of excitement that, that, that you see in the students face that's just kind of, uh, uh, very heartwarming to you, Do you. Do you have a lot of those moments with people where they just get excited that they were able to accomplish something that they thought uh, was uh, previously impossible to do?
2: You know, Tony, you just hit the nail on on the head. Um, I love that part, mm-hmm. and it's funny because um, you know when uh, when we have folks come out, we'll actually split up the group with uh, beginner and advanced skills training. I love to work with the beginners because. You know, we work with them on the obstacle course and with spotting. And once they clear that first rock or the ledge or the log or we're driving with them and and spotting them, you know, past uh, an obstacle we call Pucker Ridge, which is a pretty (laughs) steep drop and it's pretty Mm -hmm. tight, um, you you see the the excitement, right? And the eyes are lighting up, a little bit of the the adrenaline rush. We call it an adrenaline rush at three miles per hour. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely love that part it is the coolest thing in those aha moments when people are realizing, Oh my lord, I've just taken a four thousand pound vehicle and guided it through you know, these tiny, tiny areas and tight turns between trees. And uh, it's a confidence builder and, and it, it's really the coolest thing in the world. And then they they go on their way and, you know, start their own wheeling adventures. It's really cool.
1: So what would you say to somebody? Cause I know there's people out there listening that, uh, are interested in Jeeps and, uh, and, and maybe they are, are the way Tammy was, she just saw that a Jeep with its top off and said, I got to have me one of those things so I can drive around without the top on. Uh, I'm avoiding the word topless, Tammy. Uh, and uh, what would you what would you say to those people that go, you know, this sounds interesting, but I just can't see myself off road. It just sounds too dangerous. I'll roll over. Uh, I'll get hurt. Uh, I, I just I just I don't think I can do that. Uh, how, what could you say to them to c- encourage them uh, to not just uh, come to your facility, but uh, to, to go to any place where they, they could be taught off road?
2: Sure. So, so the first thing I would say is when we're talking about off-roading, we're not talking about dukes of hazards, okay, <laughs> where, where the yeah. vehicles are flying through the air like that, okay. When we're in four low, we're crawling along. It's about three miles an hour. And, um, you know, you can, it's about the speed of walking. Um, and it's exhilarating to take your vehicle, in a, you know, off the, the beaten path and off the pavement and to, to go out, have a little bit of freedom and, and have fun. And it's also camaraderie. I mean, you know, we don't advocate if you're a beginner, you should not be going out by yourself. You need right. to go out with, um, you know, other people and, um, you know, learn and join a club and, um, you know, or take lessons. Um, but you need to try it because it, it is empowering to, to be out there. And, uh, you know, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to yourself. When you're coming up over to an obstacle, will I clear it? Where is my differential going to be? Should I go a little bit to the left or to the Right. You know, um, am I going to get high-centered? Uh, how's my approach and departure angles going to be affected by this steep slope? I mean, there's all sorts of, all sorts of cool things about it. And um, if you've never done it before, I can honestly tell you, take a look at the reviews that are on our Facebook page and TripAdvisor for, for Northeast Off-Road. Um, and you'll read that folks are saying, you know, I never thought I could do this. And it's amazing and, and it, it's a wonderful experience. I mean, what typically happens, we have, um, husband and wives that come out together to take a class and, uh, they'll both, um, be signed up to, to both be drivers. Um, and, and it happens so often where the, the wife after the, the classroom portion and she starts driving in the obstacle course, the poor gentleman never gets a chance to drive <laughs> right. because the wife won't let him because she's just, you know, enjoying it so much. And, uh, it's the coolest thing. And again, from, from a lot of folks, that's why we started the Adventure Club, just to give them more opportunities to do more wheeling uh,
0: at different venues. Do you also offer, like, classes or instruction in driving in emergency situations? Do you guys go over that?
2: Um, we, uh, uh, In terms of emergency situations, I mean, uh, on-pavement emergency or or – no, I uh, would, like, um, I would think like if, well, the training for- uh, if there was
1: a hurricane or, I mean, obviously you want to encourage people not to drive unless they have to, but, uh, there's, uh, in the Midwest and down here in Texas, we have tornado events, uh, hurricanes. I, I would imagine even you, you guys probably have an occasional hurricane up there uh... snowstorms i would think that driving learning how to drive off-road would be very good for those emergency situations and uh, we're just curious if any of this relates to the uh... the driving in emergency situations
2: um it, it actually does and um... what happens is if you're dealing with a hurricane-strewn debris field it, there may be very very tight areas where you have to um... fit the vehicle uh, you know between or or drive over things um, Some of the things that we also uh, teach are vehicle recovery. Um, You know, so if you're going through a field, uh, a hurricane, debris field, and you run over some metal or something, you can wind up puncturing a tire. Um, You know, so there's a lot of um, additional focus on vehicle recovery, the different types of terrain, um, you know, and uh, how uh, how to make sure that you are safe. And also, you know, water crossings, how to handle those. Um, we definitely don't want people going out in blizzards um, like right. we used to, you know. <laughs> um, but we, we don't advocate that. We you know we want people to be safe and enjoy the sport. But uh, at the end of the day, having the seat time and experience of knowing how to navigate your vehicle through um, you know off road terrain, it's only going to help you. In, in anything that comes your way in terms of a natural emergency.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was wanting to point out there and give you the ability to point out that it's more than just, uh, learning how to go have fun at three miles an hour. It really has very practical, uh, applications, uh, that hopefully you'll never have to use, but just knowing how your vehicle reacts to going over something that's about the height and, uh, size of a telephone pole, uh, for example, might keep you uh, or might allow you to get from point A to point B in an emergency situation or get yourself, uh, to a loved one that you're trying to get to because of, uh, you know, down power lines. So, uh, I, I just, yeah. I just thought that, you know, this, this is an important thing that you guys can learn. And, and, uh, I'm sorry, Tammy, I'm kind of taking over here, but I did have one more question. This is very interesting. Um, so have you run across anyone that just couldn't do it? They, they couldn't do the off-road. They, they just had to, you know, defer to somebody else or just sit out and watch what was going on?
2: No, no, absolutely not. I mean, um, we give all of our students the option. I mean, there there are some pretty adrenaline-filled obstacles on the beginner side as well as on the advanced side. And we, we give them the option, if they're not comfortable, um, to let us know. They could always tell us, and, um, you know, we have options. We can, uh, you know, we'll get into the vehicle. I mean, we're walking. Um, you know, we've got 15 staff members And every class, we are with our students the entire day. So we are walking along the vehicles as we come to our bigger obstacles. Um, Everyone gets out and observes as each vehicle clears the obstacle. We talk about trail etiquette. We talk about a whole number of things. Um, And what happens also is as... uh, you know, we're giving the options. We we can have an instructor or a guide get into the vehicle and talk people through it. Uh, we tell them, you know, if you really are uncomfortable, then you get in the passenger side and, um, you know, we'll show you what. But we, we've never had anyone that said, no, no, I can't do this. I mean, we do have uh, some items uh, or some uh, obstacles which have bypasses. And uh, we have had people go ahead and uh, take the bypass, but we've never yeah. had anyone that couldn't do it. I mean, um, a- anybody can do this. It's fun. It's an adrenaline rush, it's an adventure, uh, and it's learning. I mean, those are our key words, learning, adventure, and fun.
1: So totally. So that's the important thing I was trying to uh, get across here, folks, that anyone can do this. I mean, it's really the machine doing the work and you're this the uh, the person that's guiding it through. So and you've got all these instructors to help you help you do this. So if you have any inkling at all about what is this and it gosh, it sounds like fun, but it's just too dangerous. Oh Yeah. How many deaths have you have you had there, Scott? or, Or can you talk about that? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> um well our insurance rates have continued to drop because uh it, you know it's uh things are just going so well and thank god not wood
1: so, um, so no deaths. no 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 deaths
2: no <laughs> injuries um yeah. you know it's uh what we teach is all safety minded um you know we're we're not yahoo in it um, yeah. but it's it's definitely a lot of fun and adrenaline rush.
1: So there you go, folks. I mean, you're not going to die. You're not going to get injured. You're going to have some fun, and you're going to learn how to drive a Jeep uh, in a, uh, a a difficult situation that you'll find out isn't that difficult because of what you're driving. Oh, and I did have one other question. Have you had any of the new Jeep Cherokees out there? Uh, uh, somebody learning like the Trailhawk edition?
2: Uh, yeah, we we have. We've had um, wow. We've had a lot of different vehicles. We've had the uh, the Trailhawks for the Cherokees, actually, if you go to our website, we had a, um, a renegade Trailhawk that um, I shot this video with my cell phone. It was these uh, two women that came out. Uh, the car did not even have a license plate, right? The, 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 the Jeeps didn't even have a license plate yet. It had a temporary tag. And this woman had, like, the greatest attitude and, um, you know, totally stock. And, uh, our one of our guides, Rich Brody, who's phenomenal this guy has logged uh, 1.7 million miles as a semi truck driver wow. and safety specialist um, great guy uh, and he uh, you know he took a, a focus on that and got her through everything unscratched. And, uh, oh, you know, yeah. it was just uh, great to see. We put a video up on it if you guys wanted to see
1: that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was looking at some of the uh, some of the, the Jeeps that were uh, passing by and some of the non-Jeeps. Uh, uh, I think I saw a Range Rover in there, too. Uh, you know, I, that would just be yep. scary as hell to me to take a $60,000, $70,000 Range Rover out there and uh, take it off-road. But, I mean, that, that's what they're built for. Uh, it's good to see people using vehicles for uh, for what they're designed for.
2: Yeah, definitely. And what's amazing is the engineering behind some of these vehicles. I mean, it's very common for us to get a student who's got a Jeep, uh, you know, on 35s with, uh, you know, a JK uh, uh, Unlimited with, uh, you know, 2-inch, 3-inch lift. Um, And those clear the obstacles pretty well. I mean, we've got a series of different obstacles, um, some which really do require lockers to get over. Um, but it's amazing to see like a Mercedes G-Wagon, which looks like it's so low to the ground to begin with, but it's, it's navigating the obstacle course and climbing over rocks. The geometry is just really, really spot on. And it's a very, very capable vehicle. I mean, we've had LR3s, LR4 Land Rovers, um, we've had the, uh, Tyco- uh Dakota, um, uh, Toyota Tacomas rather, uh, the, uh, various off-road packages we've had um, you know a lot of different Jeeps grand Cherokees the newer model we've had the uh, uh, Cherokee Trailhawks, the renegades um, you know a lot of different types of vehicles we had uh, an old uh, really old defender series um, which was just awesome great great Jeep uh, I'm sorry great uh, uh, great defender not a Jeep obviously um, <laughs> but um, it, you know all the different vehicles we have um, the same common theme is is there that people are able to take these vehicles and people are arguing you know what's better is it the unlimited or is it the two door you know and it's like there's no one thing that's better it all depends upon the terrain that you're going over if if you're if you're covering something which has a very very uh, sharp um, uh, you know breakover angle you know a two door is going to be better because it's got the shorter wheelbase um, but if you're trying to climb a ledge or a double ledge you know having that extra wheelbase may be beneficial because, you know, your, your front tires are going to be able to climb over that top part of the ledge and pull you, um, you know, as opposed to the, um, uh, the, the uh, shorter wheelbase. So it, it all depends. But uh, I'll tell you, regardless of the vehicle, um, the owners are just smiling, happy, <laughs> this camaraderie like a regular mm-hmm. trail ride, and they're exchanging phone numbers and, uh, you know, and uh, just excited to, uh, to come on back. It's a lot of fun.
1: How's the Internet out there? Are they able to po- post a lot of the selfies?
2: Um. So So the Internet, um, it all depends upon what service you have. Um, okay. People are doing some Instagrams and things like that. I think Verizon works better out there. But <laughs> the thing that we're really excited about is, um, along with the new training center we're putting in, we are actually putting in high-speed cable. And uh, that's actually going in in, a, in another week or so. So we'll have Wi-Fi Oh, that's um, right. not throughout all the trail network, but certainly uh, in the parking lot right. area, people will be able to hop on that and post pictures.
1: Too. Yeah, well, that all that free advertising—you can't, uh, you just can't pay for it. It's, that's that's the wonderful thing. So, giving the getting the internet there is a great idea.
0: Um, speaking yeah. of the yeah. internet, Scott, how can people find you on the different social media sites?
2: Um. So our uh, tag is Nora four by four or Nora four x four. Okay. Um, they can find us, uh, our, uh, website is NY, like New York, nyoffroaddriving.com, Um, and, uh, from the website, you can also hit us on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel with some videos on it as well. Um, and, uh, now, John's going to be killing me because he handles all the uh, all the oh. social media stuff, and he's always yelling at me to use this tag or use that <laughs> tag. I'm just telling <laughs> him to please handle it and help me out with it. So. but it's not a four
1: by four. Excellent. Well, we'll have that information in our show notes for everyone, but uh, we definitely, definitely. want to give you an opp- opportunity to uh, uh, tell our audience now uh, so they could start looking right away. I think we mentioned it uh, uh, towards the the, uh, the the start of the show, but it's always good to say it. Uh, later so people can go in there and uh, start poking around and seeing the stuff at the site. Oh, my God, I just saw a minivan on your on your site go by. Somebody actually <laughs> took a minivan out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the, uh, uh, the Volkswagen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it was a Volkswagen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a four-wheel drive vehicle. Um, this gentleman came out, I think it was in uh, in, in January, he, he uh, wanted a private class with um, a number of his friends and uh, relatives. They came out, and uh, they had uh, a couple of Land Rovers and a uh, Land Cruiser as well. And uh, they took the class, and um, they they did great. Uh, that uh, that particular vehicle was restored. It was a barn find. Um, oh and, wow! Uh, it it, uh, it was a I think a four speed. Um, and they uh, they had it restored and brought it out there. And, um, you know, I, I got to tell you, um, for folks that are driving stick and are not used to driving stick off-road, it, it takes a little bit more effort to make sure that they're able to stop and control the uh, the feathering of the clutch and not roll back, especially when going uphill. I mean, we tell our students, you know, you commit to your gear and you, you don't touch the clutch. No touchy the clutchy, right. as uh, Scotty Fields would say. Um, you know, because that can disengage the drivetrain when you're going uphill or, or downhill. Um, but um, yeah, one thing is, I, I mean, I drive stick when I'm off-road. I feel like I have more control. But some folks that are doing it, if it's the first time, just be patient. You'll get the hang of it. And, um, you know, just keep at it because it's uh, it's really, uh, you know, it's really amazing the amount of control you can have. Well, it
1: certainly sounds like you got a dream job out there, uh, do, doing all that stuff and teaching people. I'm sure just seeing the smiles uh, and the the eyeballs the size of saucers would be uh, would be uh, the, the the most fun. So, well, great. Well, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, um, I met Scott at um, Roche Creek. They were having their their class there. It was a woman's, a ladies' beginners class. And I took it, and, you know, I'm, I've been off-road many times, and I will say I learned a lot. Even though I've been off-roading several times, I still learned a lot. And it's a great class, I think, for anyone to take. And the other thing I'd like to mention, Tony, is my plan. Hopefully, if it goes as well, I plan on heading up to um, Ellenville to check out the facilities myself and spend a weekend up there with the folks at Northeast Off-Road.
1: Excellent. Well, Scott, we certainly appreciate you being with us tonight. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, No, I I was just going to say, Tammy, we can't wait to have you up there. And also, we would love to get you up at Hunter Mountain, um, you know, to check out the tours and the uh, events. We've got some really big plans for doing big events over there um, over the next year or two. Um, So uh, a, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. And when you come up, definitely have to allocate enough time that we can get you up at both locations.
0: Definitely. I'll work that out. All right,
1: Scott, thanks a lot for being with us tonight. And uh, we certainly appreciate everybody uh, else joining us. And, uh, hey, don't forget, uh, the Jeep Talk Show is uh, on Thursday nights uh, at uh, 10 p.m. Central Time, if you can stay up that late on a school night. But uh, we'll blame Josh for that one, uh, having to uh, wait for him to get home and get ready for the show. But uh, having Josh on the show is uh, is well worth uh, the wait, I think. And, folks,
0: thank you so much for joining us. We just – Talked with Scott, who operates Northeast Off-Road Adventures. Check him out um, at nyoffroaddriving.com. Great, great folks up there.
1: Yeah, and again, we'll have have all that information in, in our show notes. All right, Tammy. Well, uh, that's it for tonight. And okay. uh, we appreciate you guys uh, being with us. And don't, uh, like I was just saying, don't forget to join us on Thursday night at the Jeep Talk Show, and we'll have uh, more Jeep information, more Jeep fun, and uh, eh, probably the more emphasis on the fun. Uh, we Well, I guess we do get a little wordy on the information there from time to time. But uh, yeah, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys then.
0: Hey, and folks, um, don't forget to check out my blog. Today's post was how our interviewer or interviewee who we interviewed last week, Dan from um, the road shows me inspired me. Check out my blog post from today at cheatmama.com. You guys you know, have a great, have a great night.
1: Yep. You have a great night. We'll see Cheers. you, uh, see you Thursday or next Tuesday.